is Jimmy Scroggins, and I'm the lead pastor of Family Church in South Florida. Welcome to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. On our podcast, we're committed to giving you scalable ideas that you can use with the resources you have right now at your church. So welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. Hey, welcome back to Church for the Rest of Us, and this season we're working through some of the best content from this year's Church for the Rest of Us conference. I'm Jimmy Scroggins, here with my co-host Leslie Bennett, high atop our office tower in downtown West Palm Beach, Florida, and today we're talking about church engagement. We sure are. We're going to hear about the culture, systems, and processes that we use to engage people and motivate them to join our mission. We have a ton of great information from two of our campus pastors and from the Queen of Connections herself, Bev Bonner. So, Pastor DeSilver, Pastor Muir, and Bev, why don't you introduce yourselves and give us your best shot in increasing engagement? Yeah, thanks so much, Leslie and Pastor Jimmy. My name is Bev Bonner, and I serve here at Family Church in our Connections and Groups area and love serving with these guys that you're getting ready to hear from. And I've been at Family Church for since 1995, so I'm going into my 28th year of ministry here, and I'm married to my husband, Dan. We've been married for 46 years. Congratulations. Isn't that crazy? That is beautiful. 46 years, and I'm still 29. It's amazing. We have two kids, both married and in the church, serving the Lord, and we have six wonderful grandkids, and hey, just a little piece of news. We have another one on the way, so super excited about that, and yeah, I, we love Family Church, and this church has been just such a blessing to us and love serving in in this area with connections and helping people get connected into the life of our church. Very good. Well, my name is Jimmy Muir, and I am one of the pastors at our Family Church Sherbrooke campus, and I have been at Family Church almost as long as Miss Bev Bonner over there. I'm married to Heather, and we have two boys, Cohen and Grayson, and uh, we just we love this church. We love being a part of it, and we're so excited about what God is is doing here. And that um, it's just it's it's fun, it's awesome, and it's just so rewarding to see all the life change that's continuing to happen. Yeah, I'm Pastor da Silva, José da Silva in Portuguese, mm. por favor, mm. okay? Uh, been here in Family Church for uh, almost nine years. Been married for forty. <clears throat> something just kidding. Oh, come uh, on, th- let's 38, hear it. 38 years, oh. and, and I have uh, three kids and the uh, two grandchildren. I'm serving uh, in the language area, like I, I'm, I'm oversee the Portuguese and the Spanish. We have a uh, four churches in Spanish, one in Portuguese. Guess what? We're excited to be here and share with you a lot of stuff about church. Yeah, and so for all our listeners out there, he's the Brazilian sensation in our oh, church. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, he <laughs> that is. is true. Said he, people, that is well known. Yo soy mexicano, I'm Mexican. Nobody <laughs> believes that. Oh, yeah, I don't think anybody believes that. Well, we're here to talk about engagement, and honestly, in the church world, that's that's a really important and key word, engagement, because we're not wanting people to just be members. We're not trying to add to a membership roster or a database. We're really trying to get people engaged in the mission that our church is on. So we're super excited about that. And we don't have it all figured out, do we? No. (laughs) no. We don't have it all figured out. We do not. But we are doing a few things that are helping us. 
And so we just keep trying to work at that and, and do that a little better. But we're here to kind of talk about some of the fuel that we believe drives membership and then getting people involved on mission. And so our our idea is that our culture and our systems and our processes, you know, those are sometimes sometimes those words just don't land well with people because it's all it sounds like, man, that's that's administrative. Sounds the, un- unspiritual. It does, doesn't it? <clears throat> but the culture systems and processes are actually the understructure that help us shepherd people onto the mission because they inform us and they they help us. So that's what we're here to talk about a little bit today and how we get people started on the mission. We use the word, the language of next steps a lot around here, just taking one step at a time because we we know people just really don't take a leap with with things like that. So they're they're more interested in taking a step at a time. So we have to first create the culture. And culture's really big at Family Church, and we really try to do a lot in creating a culture that is welcoming to people and pull them in. So, Pastor Jimmy, why don't you talk a little bit about just how we use common language and different things that we do to try to do Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Culture is really big at Family Church, but culture is really big at every church. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of churches just don't put an emphasis on it, and so they create a culture without being intentional about the culture they are are creating. And we know that any church of any size can be intentional about creating an environment that feels like like family, and that's what we really go for as a church. I mean, obviously, our name is Family Church, so we kind of have <laughs> to do have that, to. right? I mean, gosh. But we are very focused on bringing people into the family, and as soon as they come to our church, we want them to feel like, like they belong here, uh, whether they are as far from God as you could possibly imagine or whether they've been a Christian their their whole life, seemingly, we want them to come to our church and just feel like it's a place they can they can grow and take that next step. As you as you said, Miss Bev, every everybody can take a, a next step. And so some of the ways we do that, we do a, a lot of common language, uh, familial language, obviously family church, uh, but we talk about pulling people in, lifting them up, bringing them home to the family of God, and those are those are terms and, and phrases that just resonate with people. I mean, if you walk into a a church, and we just hey, listen, we want to we want to bring you in. We want you to be a part of the family. We want to help lift you up from wherever ever you are. Um, uh, those are things that anybody in any part of their walk can connect with and feel like they are they have a place to to belong. Uh, we feel like when we when we talk about these types of things at all of our campuses and all of our languages, like everyone can take a step towards God from from where they are. And obviously, we know the ultimate destination, and that is. We want everyone to become a believer and trust Jesus Christ as their as their Lord and Savior. But this common language that you'll uh, you'll hear at all of our campuses, um, it is it, it kind of ties us together because we we are one church at multiple locations and we are not all identical, but we do have similar language. There's a lot of family mm-hmm. resemblance, as we say, from from campus to campus, and that's just because we are we try to be intentional in the way that we do things and the way that we say things so that we can guide people towards the destination that uh, we ultimately want them to find themselves at which is uh, calling Jesus Lord and being a part of of our family so pastor de Silva one of the ways that that you guys do that and one of the the key pieces of culture that you've created you've got this majestic tent that we all hear about at our Mysterious campuses. Mysterious or majestic? Yeah. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. And we're all pushing, you know, the financing. Hey, we need a tent too. We need a we tent too. We got to hear about this thing. I'm going to talk a little bit about the tent, but let me tell you, when I was listening to you talking about create a culture, 
in the in our situation as a as a church, we Hispanic church, Portuguese church, in, in our congregation, IFG, the church I'm passing, we have a 16 countries. Same language, 16 countries, but the cultures are different for everybody, right? So so how how you create a culture? Because we are culture inside the culture. Mm. We come from outside, now we're inside the United States. This is a different culture for us. But when you're thinking about family church, you have your own culture. We create a culture. So how you translated the, the family church culture in the Hispanics or Portuguese, this is so funny because we are one church. We function as a as a church in, in order like the, the everything we, we're doing as a church, the ministry you do. It's basically when you go to, when you visit a family church in Portuguese and Spanish, you're going to see family church does no matter what because everything is the same. It's only, the only change is the language mm-hmm. and the way we do church, right? But the one thing is, uh, yes, uh, five years ago, actually, our church, we don't have a lobby because it's old uh, building, small lobby. And for the Hispanics people, it's so important to get together after church because when the, when the Hispanics people come into church, they come in to see the family. Mm. So w- w- they, they not only come to the service, they come to see the, the family. So after church, they have those questions to see Maria, Pedro, Juan, hey man, how you doing? How was your week? So we need a place to hang out to get together. So we didn't have a lobby. So we created this tent, 20 by 50. So this is in front of the congregation, the parking lot. If you visit us on Sunday, you're gonna see a lot of people. That's that's the, we created this place, this tent to connect people. Mm-hmm. The connection is so important for our culture. So that's Well, one yeah, thing. one of the things though that makes that so effective is as a pastor, you're standing up on the platform and you're leading people to help them understand that culture. And you're saying, hey, I'm going to be right out there at that tent. Exactly. Don't you do that after every service? Always, at the end? always. Yeah. yeah. And you're inviting them to come out there and connect with you. And I think, you know, that's that's another thing that we do, pastors, is we we have neighborhood churches with a neighborhood pastor speaking the neighborhood language, right? And and in the future, neighborhood schools, right? But But part of that culture that we've tried to create is that family, like you talked about, kind of a... I mean, Pastor Jimmy calls it family pub, like dinner meeting, right? Yeah, a, family dinner. Family, family dinner. dinner. Yeah. Okay. Family dinner. Family, exactly. family dinner, like it's a wild pub. Wild and crazy. Like a pub, it except a few things missing. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of wild and crazy. It has a a family feel, has a neighborhood feel, and I think that's a part of our culture too. It's just so so evident. And you know, one of the things that we do too is at every point we're trying to create speed bumps. So whether it's the tent outside or Pastor Jimmy, you're at Sherbrooke, you have people greeting people and connecting them in the beginning and maybe giving them a guest bag or whatever. And then we have at many of our campuses, people know there's a next steps team. There's people they can talk to after a service, whether they're lined up across the front or the back or in the lobby or out at the tent or somewhere, there's a place where every pastor's kind of, or every person who's closing up the service is kind of directing people, hey, here's a team of people, here's people that would love to connect with you, talk with you, and you kind of let them know where to go. So that's a that's a common thing that we have where people can connect and and maybe fill out a card. You exactly. just mentioned the connect yeah. card. Yes, yes. We all use the connect card, so that's something we do all across campuses. Can and I jump in real quick yeah, on yeah. that, Bev? Go, because go right you're ahead. talking about this this greeting team that yeah. we have, and I would think most churches have a have a greeting right. team. Right. 
My question would be, and, and this is one thing, again, we're very intentional about, uh, is for you and your church, like when, when was the last time you specifically trained your, your greeting team, mm-hmm. right? Like coaching them up on, on how to engage people and what to do once they engage people. And do they know that no matter where you are in the service, they can always bring a guest to you to meet you right. and, and, and they'll know their first name and they'll introduce them to you. Do they know to, to connect them to you? And so there's a lot of ways that, that you can mm-hmm. do that. I would, I would say continually training your greeting team to be the, the best that they can be is huge. Even when we start campuses or new churches, one of the things we've done traditionally is we've even brought in a Chick-fil-A owner-operator yeah. to kind of coach up our, our right. greeting team. Because, Christian chicken. That's right, because they do that <laughs> so well. Um, and that's been very helpful to our team, just a mindset. And we want to provide a great culture, environment, and and. Our greeting team is the front lines of, of that, and they've no, got to be confident an, in what they're doing. That's an important point, because a lot of times we go, okay, if you can't do anything else in the church, you can be a greeter. We don't look at it that Mm-mm, way. No way. We look at it like, do you have the gift of hospitality? Do you Are you able to talk with people and connect and engage with people? Maybe you can be on our greeting team. So it's sure. kind of an elevated position around here, it right? It needs to be. Yeah, but absolutely. It needs to be. So that's, that's a really it, important it, point. It's interesting there, because uh, a lot of people think that... Being the greeting team is giving some bulletin or, uh-huh. or pass out a program on when the people come in and all of it. It's not that. But the one thing I've been learning for the couple of years is the way uh, we do and train our people, we have it to do as a pastor, Jimmy, me, just say, because it's a not natural. It's not natural. People, they needed to learn how to do that. So the training is. No, you're Every right. single Sunday. Yeah, yeah, right. it is. And we don't even just Pumping like, we don't let them gravitate toward that task of handing out the program. Many of our campuses just lay the program out. We're really trying to let the person connect with the person. So great point, Pastor. That was really good. And then some, I know here at our downtown campus, one of the things that we've kind of added in here as well, every campus doesn't do this. We have an area we call meet the team. And it's kind of a another baby step towards what we're getting ready to get to. But it's a place where, we're, you know, our pastor comes out and we tell people he wants to meet you. And so that's where we give out our guest bag and, and all those things. But, man, we can set this culture, and culture's the biggest piece. But then the system and the processes we have that follow that, and our system around here that we use is what? The one and only the First Connection. First Connection. Number one. Yeah, First Connection, First Connection. Primera Conexión. Oh, yeah, I like okay. that. Nice Primera Conexión, just in case. And so, honestly, First Connection ends up being our gateway to everything. So, like you're talking about all those greeters, if they're getting in a conversation, there's two things that every team, before people are seated in the church or maybe even at the end when they connect with them, they're asking, have you filled out a card? Have you been to First Connection? And so we're pointing everything towards First Connection and getting everybody in there. But let's talk a little bit about what happens when we get... Well, I t- let me back up. You guys do such a great job of inviting people to First Connection. Tell me some of the ways you do that to try to promote First Connection at your campus. Yeah, so when we talk to our team about First Connection, anyone will tell you that's a part of any of our, our volunteer teams or our, our staff as well, that aside from... Our, our Sunday morning services, First Connection is the most important thing that we do. And what we have found it and our campus, and I know across many of the family church campuses, the most conversions that take place in our church happen through our First Connection lunch and the conversations that take place with just church members 
because of that, because of that lunch. And so we really do say it's the mm. most important thing that we do. We emphasize it in such a way. We talk about it every Sunday from the platform. It's on the 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 program or the bulletin that people get. I mean, it is constantly something that is we we want it to become an assumed thing for that's people right. when they come to our church. Oh yeah, that's just what they that's what, that's they, what do. they do. It's what we do. And it's and the more we talk about it, the more it just is a regular part of of who we I believe we have, I'm sorry, I know you guys here, but we have the best first ah, connection ever. I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> I know nobody's yeah. perfect, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. We're just here <laughs> to learn from you. We're just here learning from you, that's Pastor. Okay. That's okay. I, I've been learning, learning every, every, every single Sunday. The way we do and why you have uh, so many people coming the last couple months. So the way you do first connection, the way you invited people for the first connection is number one. I took like two or three minutes Sunday in the platform, two weeks before the first connection in the follow uh, week, asking a question with somebody who went to the first connection, how the experience, that's the, so people can hear, can see. The other way we do is when, like, I mean, personal, when the people come in to looking for counselor or wanna talk to me, I might, the next step for me is say, yeah, I like to invite you to have a breakfast with me or lunch with me in the first connection. What is it? The first connection, we're going to hear a lot. You're going to connect with the other people. So in the meantime, I have a, when I do a counselor, I do one time and the, other, the next step is they're going to find out somebody in the group. They're going to help. You, you know what I'm saying? The other way we do is when you go out, we train our people. When you go out for lunch or talk to somebody, make sure and ask if this person have been in the first connection. Invited them for the first connection. For the institute, we have a, a CFC, a FC Bible Institute, happen every Wednesday. In order for you to be a part of the institute and take a class with us, mm. you have it to be in the first connection. So we, yeah. you, first connection first. And the home groups, we have a lot of home groups in, uh, in the area, in the West Palm Beach. So we're always training our leaders in the home groups to ask the people in the group if they have been in the first connection. So everybody... First connection is not a like invited people from the, the platform right. coming to, we're going to be there for you. It's a language. That's it's right. a part of the culture. Everybody's talking about it. No? Well, and one of the things, Pastor, and I think you guys have experienced this, One, a game changer years ago for us was that we... We decided first connection is going to be on the first Sunday of every month. Exactly. And it, it, the first Sunday is not magic. It doesn't matter. But whatever you're doing with something that you're saying, man, this is our gateway. This is what we want everybody to be a part of. What we figured out was if we would do it on the first Sunday of the month, no matter what, then what that does is allows everybody in your church to exactly. talk about it because they're not wondering, oh, I think it's every other month, so I think it's on July the 16th. Yeah. Well, they don't have to think through everybody that. They, know, yeah. Everybody they know. knows it's the first Sunday of the month. Now, some of our campuses, like we have an additional one even on a Thursday night, and and sometimes we'll do other special ones, but every campus does it at least on the first Sunday of the month. And that, that key is what really helps people gain traction. Whether people sign up for it or not, just do it. You'll have walk-ins, yeah. but it allows your whole church to talk about it with confidence and know first connection is happening. It's on the first Sunday of the month, and 
you can come with me. We give everybody, exactly. hey, you have a you have the license and you have the the get in free card. You uh-huh. bring somebody with you, you can come. And so and that only invitation send the people to the first connection. That's right. We come invite with me. people come with me into the first connection. That's so. right. And so the the big thing about first connection, and I want to make sure we talk about this before we get off here, is the first connection in, in many churches, many of churches listening today have some type of discover class, orientation class, some type of thing where you're telling about your church, your membership, I mean, your your mission, your vision, your core values, you're telling about your programming, whatever it is, you may have that. But what makes First Connection so special for us is exactly what you talked about, is we're, we're seeing people put their faith in Christ, we're seeing people get baptized, we're seeing out of it because we drive everything in First Connection toward that table yes. conversation yes. because the gospel is the most important thing to us. And they hear that right out of the yes. gate. So yeah. that tell is the about key. that a little bit. Absolutely. So at, at our First Connection, of course, like you were talking about, it's very similar to most membership type classes. We talk, we introduce our staff, we talk about our church history, we talk about our core beliefs and values and mission and vision and all those things. And they're, they're important. But as you said, Bev, the most important part of the whole lunch, the whole reason that we do it is to get to the place where they're not just hearing about us, but we are hearing about them. And so we have these table hosts who are church members that love Jesus and know how to present the gospel. And they actually have a one-on-one conversation with them by the end of that lunch, uh, just in the the best way that they can, kind of explaining where they are on their own spiritual path and their own spiritual journey. And uh, we know for some people that come to First Connection, that is the most terrifying thing for them to have to do that. And that's okay. And we tell them that up front. Like, if you don't know how to explain it, that's okay. Where else in your life is anybody asking you to share where you are in your own spiritual walk? So if you're stumbling through it, don't sweat that at all. If you're not a Christian, that's okay. Just tell us you're not a Christian. That's, That's totally fine too. But it gives people an opportunity to kind of let us know, clue us into where they are in their own walk. So then we can either present the gospel with them, which is the goal right there, set up a follow-up conversation with them Mm -hmm. afterwards, or if they're already a believer, talk about what their next step is in getting involved with the church. And we don't don't push hard for them to become members at the church. We let Mm -hmm. them make that decision. We do want them to become members. We, We talk about church membership and why we think that's important. But the main focus of that whole lunch is just clearly presenting the gospel to them and bringing them to a place where they 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 can make a decision about about following yeah, Jesus. That's right. So it really is about engaging them. So yeah. after we kind of find out where they are in their spiritual journey and they may not even have started it yet like you said mm-hmm. or they may have been in church all their life and they've moved into the area and so now they they just they're doing this we're actually trying to get them engaged in the next step. So like they're coming they're telling us their story, they're telling us where they are then we can kind of navigate that and figure out, okay, well, then your next step might be this or this, trying to get them in a group or on a surf team, engaging them. And Pastor Silva, you talked about that. Like, you actually have them do this, and then you're telling them about a class you have in the Institute that, hey, now you've come to First Connection, you can take this six week or whatever six that weeks. is. Yes, yeah. yes. Six Tell weeks. about that a little bit. Yeah, what do we do is after the First Connection, during the First Connection, we talk to the people about what we have in the in the church in Spanish for full in Spanish. So we offer every Wednesday night a class, for six weeks class. It's uh, is let's see, we we're not called the new believer, we call uh, the life with with Jesus. We talked about church, talked about prayer, faith. That's it's, awesome. it's interesting. So the people, the people they coming every Wednesday 
from the first connection. We we're so excited for that because just let me let me take one minute to share with you what happened a couple months ago when you have these families of five adults and two kids. They came for the first time in the first connection, uh, one month in West Palm Beach from Cuba. There was a Christian for a long time when the first connection, and two weeks later I went to visit them with my wife who have a uh, we'll get to know this family. And, and I asked the guy, uh, the family, how would you first experience in church, worship with us? What do, what do you like most in your experience? I thought he going to say, oh, the message, because I was the preacher, right? <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh. I'm for sure, sure second. For sure he gonna you were say, setting him up. Yeah. You were setting oh, him up. And the, I, I said, oh, he's going to say the music because Jonah cost the whole band, whatever. But, man, I never, I never, be honest with you, in eight, uh, nine years in family church, never has a family. They say, the first connection was key for us to stay in that church. Mm. I say, why? Well, because we visit some places in, in the area, and the first connection you gave it to us, the vision, the mission, the core value, and you guys, what are you guys doing in West Palm Beach? We never heard the other group or other mm. church. This. So for us... The first connection was the 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 door for us. You know, you know what happened to this family right now? They're right here serving in the children ministry on the greetings and the church. But That's everything awesome. started to the first connection. That's right. Engagement. So key. Getting them engaged, knowing where they are, and then helping them move forward from from there. Listen, we don't we don't have a ton of time with you. We wanted to give you just some ideas to get the wheels turning and and, and Hopefully you've got a great process already in place at your church, and we'd love to, to hear about that. Maybe there's some things you can can learn from this conversation that, that we've had, some things that you would even maybe suggest us to help us out. We would definitely appreciate that. But wherever you are, I would just say make sure that you are intentional about your culture at your church with your volunteers, with your greeters. Train them up. Make sure they're confident in what they're doing, that they have a mission and a goal when they are meeting people on Sunday mornings. Make sure they know what type of language to use. Is there's common language that they're all using as you're driving towards one goal. Because when people come into your church, you want them to have a clear path to a next step with your church. Make it repetitive. Make sure it's assumed. Make sure that they know it's it's there. And let that path drive to a one-on-one conversation with that individual or that family to help them take their next step as, as you are trying to, to shepherd them. So for Miss Bev Bonner, for Pastor De Silva, this is Jimmy Muir. Thank you so much for the time that you've spent with us. And uh, may God bless you. Have a great day. Once again, we're hearing from the best of the best, at least when it comes to family church. I'm sure our listeners can sense it. Yeah, I hope so. And all of these people are so good at connecting people to God and to family church. They're all proven growers. And we have a lot to learn from people like them. And I know our listeners can pick up on that. Hey, next episode, we are going to switch gears, Leslie, and we're going to hear from our kids team about how to care well for students and kids that parents entrust to us. And this is another really hot topic in this day and age, and I know our listeners won't want to miss it. So for today, I'm Jimmy Scroggins signing off for Leslie Bennett, Jose De Silva, Jimmy Muir, and Bev Bonner. This is Ben, Church for the Rest of Us. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog or follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins. We want to connect with you and learn from you because we're in this together. We're all learning from each other. We are church for the rest of us.